initialization of the natural disaster software. Your experience is now under our control. We hope you enjoy your journey into simulating your future. 2020 has been an apocalypse bingo, a science fiction, even without the pandemic. There have been fires, earthquakes, avalanches, wars, plus a market crash in March, an explosion in Beirut in August, and political unrest and incertitude all over the year. The Time magazine declared 2020 the worst year ever, drawing a red X over the year on its latest cover. And a witty Twitter user said if the year 2020 had been food, it would be an old spotty banana forgotten at the end of the fridge. <laughs> I know, that sounds bleak, and make no mistake, it is. Today, again and I will look at the awful year of 2020 with its buzzwords, memorable personalities and main events. Let's start our review of the year with words. Every year, three main English language dictionaries come up with the words of the year. These can be new words or words that have become widely used. For example, one of the big three, Oxford Dictionary, has announced in 2013 that selfie was the word of the year. This year, predictably, Merriam-Webster declared pandemic as its top word, and Dictionary.com agreed its top word was also pandemic. Oxford Dictionary went slightly different. It chose quarantine instead. Yes, and the pandemic came with its own vocabulary. What were your favorite new words, Nazlan? Mine were all related to alcohol. Carantini, meaning a martini that you drink alone. Locktail R, as opposed to the cocktail R. Or even staycation, as opposed to a vacation. But my least favorite was zooming, particularly when it was used as a verb. I mean, like, do you want to zoom? No, I just want to crawl and die. <laughs> I feel exactly the same about zooming. By the way, do you hear the rain outside? It's the same here. Yes, for our audience, we are actually taping from separate locations today. Yes, we are under quarantine. Coming back to the words, mine was procrastination, of course, even though it's not a new word or a creative combination of other words. But it's just right for this year. It's a word that I love in general, but cannot quite pronounce. As the time has become a loose concept for all of us, procrastination is the word this year. Since we are spending most of our time at home, whatever we intend to do, we end up doing something else. Let's say I want to work on something. Before I reach my computer, I clean the house, feed the cats and dogs, watch Netflix for a while, and then I look at the news, eat, wash up, have coffee, and then have another coffee. Or bake bread. <laughs> yes, bread recipes were among the most Googled words of the year. I'm not sure about Google, but I tend to think toilet paper, hand sanitizers, and face masks were also on the rise. Oh, they must have had unprecedented use in our daily language. On the other hand, some words seem to have dropped. We no longer say bless you when someone coughs. Instead, we give him a dirty, hostile, suspicious look. <laughs> yes, it's impossible not to miss our pre-COVID-19 innocence. Before, we were wishing well to each other, hugging, kissing, going out, mingling, partying. Those were the days. But now, if somebody coughs, we would be busy rushing to the bathroom to have a hot shower. You're right, we've lost our innocence. 
Who can be lonely with Netflix? There's oodles Stuffing my face with chips, lollies and noodles Wild parties singing and living like kings Being in lockdown is my favorite thing Now let's look at the people who have risen and fallen. Well, it is the time of the year that many, many different groups come up with their person of the year. The first is Politico Europe. It's the news group that specializes in European and European Union affairs. And it gives awards in three categories every year. Doers, dreamers, and disruptors. It is yet to be decided just who will top the list, but it is likely that doer of the year will be Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, for steering her country during COVID-19 times. There are also two Turks on the list, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan as the disruptor, the bad neighbor, plus Özlem Türeci, the dreamer and trailblazer who co-owns BioNTech. The company has invented a vaccine 95% effective against the coronavirus. Time magazine also seems to have shortlisted four candidates as the person of the year, and that person is supposed to be the person who affected the news or our lives the most, for better or worse. Guess who the candidates were this year? Well, I would say it would have to be either Trump or Biden. You're right. Actually, both. Time usually picks an individual as the person of the year, but sometimes multiple people who greatly impacted the country and the world during the year. And this year, the two other candidates are naturally healthcare workers and a pleasant surprise, racial justice movement. Well, those four candidates seem to have divided the year between themselves anyway. But aside from other people's lists, who is your favorite, Aigen? Well, mine is the American-Jamaican comedian Sarah Cooper. You remember she became famous all over the world in April after her funny how-to-medical video became viral. In that TikTok clip, she lip-syncs to Trump's infamous comments on disinfectant injection to treat coronavirus. Still, when I remember the video, I still laugh. After being viewed more than 20 million times, she had her own comedy show on Netflix. I like the way she captures the world. She is my person of the year. Who is yours? Mine is also a woman, Louise Gluck, the poet who received the Nobel Literature Award. She said her award was a tribute to the quiet, intimate voice in a shouting world. Oh, how beautiful. Let's go from people to events. Let's see what happened this year. Well, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is Black Lives Matter demonstrations. After George Floyd, a 46-year-old African-American choked to death in the hands of the police, some 15 to 26 million people around the world took to the streets at the height of COVID-19. Continuing with the U.S., the presidential elections dominated the world agenda. Despite the predictions, Joe Biden of Democrats was named the 46th president of the U.S. There was a lot of joy and humor going around the election results. I especially liked one caricature of an outgoing Trump. The word era was replaced with error in this caricature, making the headline read, end of an error. Trump certainly made many errors, both domestically and internationally, including moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. Many people in the Middle East, of course, with the exception of Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, will not be sad to see Trump go. The Middle East, by the way, had a difficult year, particularly in Lebanon, to add to economic and political woes of the country, an explosion in the beautiful city of Lebanon, a result of poor storage of explosives, killed 138 people. Another volatile spot was Karabakh. 
Azerbaijan gained the territories it lost to Armenians almost 30 years ago, and Turkey's explicit support for Azerbaijan led to criticism in some European capitals, especially Paris. Turkey and France certainly had a tough year in terms of bilateral relations. They disagreed on almost everything from NATO to Libya and from Karabakh to Turkey's drilling in the East Mediterranean. The leaders of the two countries, Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Emmanuel Macron, actually were involved in some serious name-calling, which reached a peak when Erdogan called Macron brain-dead. But the two countries had a moment of harmony when the two soccer teams, Paris Saint-Germain and Erdogan's favorite Başakşehir, took a common stance against racism on December 9. Good for them. Nazlan, from the point of Turkey, what's your impression of the year? Well, not a very cheerful one. This was a year of decreasing trust between the government and the people. We did not trust the numbers of the COVID patients given by the government. We did not trust that the health ministry was taking appropriate measures to combat the virus. We were dismayed by the rising inflation and the strengthening dollar against the lira. And the worst, we were worried that the government was relentlessly pushing a conservative, nationalist and misogynist agenda. But on the funny side, the conspiracy theories stuck with me. <laughs> conspiracy theorists and doomers haven't had a day off since March. Chips were my favorite. Yes, they were absolutely crazy. I couldn't believe the chips theory. They claimed that Bill Gates had invented a chip that would control our minds, as if we were not pouring our hearts and our thoughts out on social media. Yes, and we cannot live without mobile phones anyway. I thought, nevertheless, the funniest were Turkish alternative cures to COVID-19, from hemp oil to tripe soup. People thought that they can be protected that way while refusing to wear masks properly, which would have actually protected them. <laughs> and I never knew you could wear masks in so many ways. Omitting noses, covering only chins, dangling them off ears, wearing them as an armband, headband or bracelet. We even saw the photo of a man on a bus and he was wearing his mask as a sleeping band on his eyes without any protection on his mouth or nose. He must be utterly crazy. I was totally horrified when I read that kids exchanged their masks at school because they liked each other's design better. Oh my god, no wonder the numbers are increasing. Moreover, the calamities of 2020 are never ending. There's even a website called is2020over.com which is updated daily with a new disaster. The only thing we haven't seen yet, an alien invasion, I guess. Do not despair just yet. We still have 15 days for the ultimate dystopia. <laughs> and on this cheerful note, we really hope to see you in the next episode. Showers, who needs them? I don't have to care. Stuff getting dressed, I'm staying in my pajamas Happily laughing at old workplace dramas We need a vaccine as soon as can be But until then this is perfect for me Lazy long <coughs> Yikes! Get two meters away! <laughs>